Welcome back to OT and Chill, all things occupational therapy with me, Kwaku. Hello guys and thank you so much for waiting for me to come back on the podcast. I know I've been missing for a while since November to be specific, since the last episode with Amy Isaacs about occupational therapy in South Africa. But I am back now and as you can notice there's been a couple of changes. I have a new lovely new logo which I'll talk to you about in a little bit and also you might have noticed the theme tune or the intro to the podcast has changed a little bit. So yeah, I just wanted to have a bit of a check-in, let you know what things I've been up to and also just to tell you a little bit about what is going to be happening with the podcast going forward and some of the exciting guests that I have ahead. So just sit tight and let's get right into it. So I'm back guys and I'm so energized and so happy to be back to bring you some fantastic episodes with fantastic guests just as you expect from the OTN show podcast. Like I said, I think I took a bit of a break just to reevaluate where the podcast was at because I know last year I wasn't as consistent as I was the previous years, but you know life sometimes gets in the way. But we are here as we are. And I've got some fantastic guests lined up already. And you'll hear from some of them in this episode just to give you a bit of a hint about what's up and coming in the future. So I decided to just make a few changes to the podcast. Like I said, I really felt like I needed a new logo and a bit of a rebrand because I, as much as I like, loved my old logo and everything about it and how you know chilled out it is to reflect the vibes of the podcast, I just felt like the podcast had moved forward a little bit. Um, I felt the podcast had got to a stage which it felt a little bit more mature, you know, so I needed, I felt like I needed mature colours, if I can put it that way. So I uh, I was very, very excited to work with a lovely lady who supported me in developing this new logo, which got the elements of my personality in there as well. Like I've said in my Instagram post about the logo, she really thought about how some of the colours are quite earthy and quite strong and quite grounded. And that's the kind of traits that I think I have as a person. I feel like I'm quite grounded. So some of the, the tones of brown in there reflect my values and some of the traits that I have as a person. Also, you can, if you look at the logo properly, you can see there's a hint of like an African print through the yellow. And that, again, reflects my culture and, you know, in the Ghana flag, there's yellow in it. So I really wanted to keep that vibe, the yellow vibe in there as well. And of course, you've got to have the OT incorporated somehow in there. So it's, you know, OTs, we've got this, we're quite stable, quite a stable profession. So if you look at the T and, uh, and and the O, it looks quite strong and quite quite stable down there. And then, you know, we've got a little bit of a hint of chill. We need always need to chill, you know, how the vibes that this podcast brings of a chilled up vibe and uh, like I said uh, if you've listened to many of the episodes before you know what kind of conversations I like to have with people and just have a relaxed and informal conversations you know just like a like you would have in your uh, office spaces and also with your friends but just as informative as usual as well so yeah that's the that's the logo and I really really like it it will enhance the podcast as we move forward for the next phase of it 
So the next phase, what is the next phase? I mean, I've got so many things lined up that I think will be really exciting for you guys. And also for me, like I always say on the podcast in different episodes, I am biased. <laughs> I did this podcast for very much selfish reasons. And I think I'm going to continue with that because I really want to soak up knowledge from people who are very passionate about the profession, very uh, knowledgeable about the profession and just want to share their knowledge with other people. So yes, I soak in all that knowledge and I just bring it out to you guys to enjoy just as much as I've enjoyed with it as well. So yeah, I've got some fantastic guests lined up um, to interview and have conversations with. So I'm really very much looking forward to that myself. Also, there's some projects that I really, really, or mini series, not not so much projects, but mini series that I want to bring you, bring back. Previously, I've done the mini series on the prisons and also autism, which I've really, really enjoyed and I learned a lot from. And I really want to do over a mini series about different topics. One of the topics I really want to focus on in the future is trauma uh, interventions and occupational therapy because I think we have a lot of knowledge and a lot of skills and speciality that we can bring to this area of practice and I've got some I've been speaking to some people some occupational therapists who are doing some great work in there so I hope to bring those those conversations to you in the very near future also I really still do want to do a mini series about occupational therapy and working with children and paediatric settings. I think that's a really interesting area and which throws up a lot of different conversations and, you know, about society and how we obviously treating our children and interventions that are used for starters and just many, many more things about working with children because I think that's a very challenging area of practice. I know I, I only had a brief stint in it during my placement uh, as a student and I really, really enjoyed it, but there is a lot of work in that area and now it would be great to delve into it and see all the fantastic work that occupational therapists are doing in, in this particular area, as well as other areas of practice. You know, I love working with people on the margins. So more of those kind of conversations and also at the same time, really exploring the usual OTs. I think sometimes, like I said before, uh, we've, we've delved into a little bit, but sometimes it gets easily forgotten about. So yeah, definitely we'll be looking to explore more of those areas. But for now, it'll be really good to just focus on some of the really important topics in occupational therapy. And I think some of the guests I've coming on in the near future will really help to explore those areas of practice but as I said I'm always look on the lookout for guests so if you do want to be a guest just reach out to me we can have a conversation and see if we think it will fit well with the podcast but I'm always on the lookout for guests and if you do have any recommendations as well for guests just reach out to me and I can see if I can reach out to them I've got a really exciting projects that I really do hope they picks up off the ground in the summer with a student occupational therapist so yeah i'll just keep that on the hush hopefully that uh, picks up and then i can bring that to you sometime in the summer summer so yeah i'm looking forward to that one picking up as well so but what's been happening with me so since i last spoke to you i can't actually recall if i spoke to you about some of the training opportunities i've been involved in at work I am currently studying or training in EMDR, um, which is like a trauma specific intervention, which I'm really currently enjoying. 
I do have my my part four of the training coming up real soon and I want to see how that links in with occupational therapy. Uh, I think that'll be another fantastic episode that I have coming up with people or occupational therapists practicing in this area and how they link it to the occupational therapy practice. And I've really enjoyed that because it's really made me think a little bit differently about how we can, as occupational therapists, we have do have the ability to help people engage in their daily occupations. But actually, if you are able to be trained in that, you can help that person prior to them even getting to an occupational therapist. So if you're able to do all those work without letting it get in the way of your usual practice, then I think that's a fantastic thing. And obviously in my current role, uh, it, it's needed because we have to work across the across the board and actually working across the board really just cheats me different skills and different practice areas that I would have never thought about before so it really does I personally think enhance my practice and especially specifically occupational therapy practice. I've also been very fortunate enough to be invited to speak to occupational therapy students about my role working in the prisons which has been really fantastic to do uh, speak to people and also share some of the great work I think <laughs> that I've been doing in my setting and some of the things that some of the feedback that I received from the young men as well but on with the show uh, I just wanted to play you some snippets of some of the guests upcoming the first one you hear is from Hannah Daisy talking about her work as an occupational therapist on the deaf mental health unit Secondly, you hear from Dion talking about her work as an occupational therapist in the Cayman Islands. And you also hear from Malabika about some of the projects that she's working on as part of the Elizabeth Cassin Trust. You have to do a lot of work on yourself and everyone has different views on hearing versus deaf versus coming together to work together. There's... I mean, I could go into a lot of detail, but, you know, there is a lot you have to think about yourself. Like, there are things that I've, you know, never thought about until working there and being like, oh, yes, okay. Things like access to sign language. I have had more access than a lot of my colleagues to learning BSL, for example. Some of my colleagues didn't learn sign language or have access until they were in their teens or later that they missed out on language. So there's that, even in that as well. Um, and also, you know, learning about deaf history and being very aware of the hearing community I come from has historically really oppressed deaf people and sign language for hundreds of years. And it's being aware that I'm from that community and sometimes things we might do, it's hard to think of an example, but there are things that we might do that make pe deaf people feel quite excluded. So there's other things like meetings. Mm. Coming to an ET meeting on my ward is completely different to anywhere else because of there being half deaf people there and half hearing, so everything's interpreted. I was really happy in an NHS post in London. And one morning I received an email from um, a network that I'm a part of advertising a job in the Cayman Islands. Now this sounds so cheesy, but it's the truth. At that very precise moment, sat in the office, a ray of sunshine came through the window, lit up my computer, and I Googled, where are the Cayman Islands? 
I saw that they were very nicely located in the Caribbean, just under Jamaica. And I just thought, you know what, why not? Ended up applying on a whim, thinking that I wouldn't hear anything back. Before I knew, I'd been through the <laughs> interview process and I was offered a post um, in the Cayman Islands, a place that I had never visited before. Didn't know anything about, but you know, I thought, what, what do I have to lose? If it's that bad, I can always get a flight back. Mm. And that then resulted in a nine-year adventure. Nine I thought, years. Let me, yeah, let me go over for a year. I went straight from college to university. And I thought that my time had passed to travel and explore the world. For some reason, I'd limited and didn't believe that there would be an opportunity to work abroad. I'm not sure why I'd convinced myself of that. You know, the, the common person, you know, the, the OT who's actually suffered some kind of a racial incident, for example, or an OT from a diverse background who hasn't been treated fairly. And it's about giving them, as well as the managers who want to do well by them, the necessary skills to, to support each other's journey. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people want to help and it's about giving them the tools. So for example, managers sometimes do not know how to have difficult conversations with people um, who, who are suffering you know, in silence. And it's about giving them the skills to tackle these head on, to, to refer to the right agencies, to support these people. It's also about people having individual channels of help um, you know, and support and mentorship needed. So I, I think there's a lot of areas and, and the more we talk to people, the more improvement ideas we get. And it's about trying to focus on those ideas and actually do, act, acting on it. So that's, that's what the Elizabeth Casson Observatory work uh, is aiming to achieve. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you so much for waiting again. I hope you are looking forward to the episodes coming out very, very soon. Until next time, make sure that you share the podcast with all your friends and your colleagues and also follow the Instagram page for all the updates coming up. Until next time, stay safe. Mm-hmm.